Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book and the co-author of Tarot for Troubled Times. I'm also your host for this podcast series. This is episode 171 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. And for today's episode, our topic is breaking the tarot rules. In other words, finding your own tarot voice. And my special guest today is Majori Gatson. Hello, Majori. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for joining me today to talk about this topic. Thank you for having me so much. <laughs> now, I know you are known as a punk rocker and a tarot reader. So, of course, you know, I'm an old school punk rocker. I got into all of it back in the 70s. Uh, I would love to hear about your journey with punk rock and tarot. I mean, that's always fascinating to me. <laughs> so um, I just started very young, uh, also really loving punk music. And um, when I ended up moving to New York in my early 20s, I knew I wanted to be in a punk rock band. And I found that as I'm writing lyrics and I'm reading tarot at the same time, my lyrics were inspired by the messages I was receiving through tarot. And that's how the punk priestess kind of evolved, like loving um, the high priestess tarot card, channeling my intuition and how it develops through song and then my stage presence. I love that. You know, I moved to New York in my twenties also, but my goal was to hang out with those punk rock musicians. So <laughs> I've got lots of great stories about those from back in the day. Uh, but that was a very, very long time ago when the scene was very interesting. Uh, and my tarot career really started uh, coming together back then too. So New York seems kind of like this breeding ground for music, but also for people who are doing mystical work. And mm -hmm. one of the things that I love about punk rock is how I remember back uh, in the seventies, it really did break a lot of rules. And so, you know, when you approach this topic about breaking the rules and finding your own voice, I would love to hear, first of all, how did you find your own tarot voice? So I found my own voice by um, just kind of just going through life. Like I work in fashion and I always kind of um, struggled in my day to day to stay present in the moment and um, connecting with Tarot really helped me evolve um, just being in the moment and figuring out my day. And um, that's just eventually found its way in the music that I was writing and um, performing and um, just other aspects of my life. And it just wove into a combination of my favorite things um, becoming together. And that's where my business and brand kind of started to develop um, in its own natural way. And also connecting with um, one of my favorite tarot decks really helped evolve and push um, my brand and like my own practice to where it is. Um, so yeah, I just think it's just a combination of finding things that personally connect with you and then um, trying to just make it more into your, the fabrics of your life. So what's your favorite tarot deck? Uh, my favorite tarot deck is the Spoilia Tarot um, by Jessica Crispin and Jen May because it has the astrology signs in it. And I started learning astrology at 12 and that integrated me into tarot. So you kind of have a blend, which is so punk rock, by the way. You're blending a couple different things together. That's a really great deck, by the way. I love that deck. Mm -hmm. It's so unusual. You know, so they, they definitely have a way of looking at it that is really unique compared to a lot of the other standard tarot decks. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about some of the tarot rules, because, you know, there are certain things I think that people believe that you've got to do this a certain way or you've got to do that a certain way. What are some of the tarot rules that you've heard that you think really might stilt people or make their approach on how they interpret it really stunted? 
Um, I feel the big thing is um, you have to try to memorize all the cards and it, it takes a lot of time and people get um, a little nervous about that study of practice and that it's hard or difficult um, and you're never going to be able to understand all the meanings. I think that's the first hump that a lot of people have. And then also um, if they want to include reversals or not, I always see that as another um challenge a lot of people are like oh if I remember the upright I got to remember the reversal and I just think that is a big uh big thing that you need to just kind of um gently just pass over and just finding like what speaks truth to you and there really is no rules in my opinion um <laughs> you just have to make it your own and not get um discouraged yeah, or hung up on certain things. Because mm -hmm. I think one of the things is that when you are first learning tarot, you're told that, you know, the major arcana is always your spiritual journey, or the swords are always a conflict, or the pentacles are always money, and this is the way it is. And I think there are a lot of these, uh, you know, tarot people, which I, I'm an old school tarot person, that really gets into those standard meanings and we're not living in standard times mm -hmm. so what are some of the different ways we might look at maybe the majors or one of the other suits um so i found what helps me if the majors is connecting it to astrology because each card does connect with um, a planet and a sign so that helped evolve my practice and then just um living day-to-day -day life like pulling a daily card and saying oh okay this is a new perception i'm having of the judgment card or even the court cards, I feel is like a very hard for a lot of people to understand. And I, now I, I tell people, um, it's like gender fluid. Like there's no, just because it says queen, it doesn't mean it's a female. It could be an aspect of yourself or someone in your life. Um, and, uh, I think that's a great way to, um, make it a little bit more modern. Yeah. Well, you know, back, back when I was first studying, Queens were always like mature women. Kings were always mature men. Knights were always young males. Pages were children. But I think a lot of modern readers are really turning that on their head. And I love how you mentioned about that, the gender fluid part of it. Or, you know, I, I rarely say this is a woman now. Now it's like, mm -hmm. this is a person with these characteristics. And I think mm -hmm. that is a much better way of uh, looking at it instead of getting those confined visions of what a court card is. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. And also another... Um, Thing I always heard in the beginning when I started learning tarot years ago that you shouldn't read for yourself. And I think that is the biggest discouragement because how can you understand the cards if you don't connect with it on a personal level? Um, and you have to learn these cards and like, if you want to read for others, if you can't read for yourself, how can you read for someone else? So that's another one I always tell people like, that's not true. <laughs> Definitely connect with your deck, read for yourself, whenever you feel like it. I love that because I, you know, when I grew up and I was starting with tarot, I was in a rural area. There was no one to read for. I had to like pretty much start with myself because I mean, what do you, I mean, this, that, that rule I always thought was really stupid. And also who doesn't know you better than yourself? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I totally, totally agree with that. What about certain rules about, um, you know, what spreads you should use? Like you should always use the Celtic cross. Uh, I know that some people think you have to learn it. And I think it's a hard spread. So what do you think about that? Um, I definitely feel like, yeah, the Celtic cross, um, it doesn't really connect in the way I think it, it does now um, with the times. And 
I, that was a huge struggle in my um, beginning of my practice is finding spreads. And that's why I ended up um, creating my own ebook full of spreads. But I just think um, you have to find a spread that connects with what you're going through right now. And even if you can't find it out there, just start writing down some questions for yourself and then pull the cards based off of your own questions. Do you think there's ever a place where the rules are essential, where they make sense? I do. Um, I mean, I feel I did kind of study uh, starting learning tarot, like taking classes and studying like the kind of the old school traditional way. And then like from the fundamentals, finding your own path through the cards. So I definitely do feel it is beneficial to learn um, the traditional meaning and then you can kind of go off. Um, and I also, I personally still read reversals. Like that's part of my own practice. And I do feel um, that's very helpful if you're especially reading for other people to get a little bit more details um, and what your intuition is trying to channel. Do you think sometimes the old school tarot decks though um, kind of keep people stuck in certain meanings, whereas the new ones that are coming out, like uh, I just got the Star Spinner Tarot, which is a great deck. It's got four different uh, lovers cards and each lovers mm -hmm. card, like they have a hetero couple, they have a gay couple, they have a lesbian couple in it, you know, so, so they've got everything all like incorporated. What do you feel about that? Do you think that that helps to really open up to new meanings or do you think we can find it within the traditional decks? I definitely, I love the modern decks and it totally expands your knowledge and connects with modern times. And also I, I feel um, like being a woman of color, I don't like the old decks because I don't see myself represented. So I like how, the modern decks, they have different um, ethnicities and you feel that, oh, I can really connect with this on a more realistic level than the traditional Wider Waite Smith. And it's like, oh, these people and these characters don't look like me. And they're also not reflecting modern times with like relationships and um, different forms of expression. Right. On. So I, I totally, love the modern decks. I totally agree with that. Even though I'm, I'm old school and still work with the Wider Waite Smith deck, I just ignore all the I just ignore everything in it now. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know it's a queen, but we don't look at it like that at all. We don't, mm -hmm. I don't go with any of the, the stuff like that. You know, I've always been a little bit of a rebel myself, though. So let me ask you this, too. Um, you mentioned to me, this is off the, off the uh, recording here, but uh, in, in a note when we were discussing this topic, that bringing oracle decks into your tarot readings can mix it up and make it very unique and really can help you to find your voice. I'd love to hear about that. Okay. Um, so Oracle decks, it's something I just started incorporating in my practice over the past two years. And I find that it's very fun. And it also it makes your practice really unique, especially um, if you pull a card and you're not really understanding how does this relate to my life? Or if you're reading for someone, how is this connecting? It's nice to pull a clarifier using an Oracle to kind of expand your mind a little bit. And there's so many Oracle decks out there now, and it's fun uh, to start collecting them. Like right now, I think I use probably four Oracle decks in like each reading next to my tarot deck. And I just find it really puts a great unique spin, but it's interesting how the Oracle cards connect back into the reading. So it's so cohesive and I love that journey. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's one thing you, you mentioned during fashion too. Fashion is all about really incorporating different things into it to find your own unique style. And it's the same when you think about punk rock, you know, it's always been about let's mix things up, let's shake things up, let's 
go against what the status quo is doing. And so adding the Oracle decks, I know that that is something a lot of modern readers have been doing, and it really has been giving them an incredibly unique uh, way of interpreting those cards. So I really love that. I think Mm -hmm. it's brilliant. What's your favorite Oracle deck? Um, I love the traditional Morgan's Tarot. Um, it was made in the 60s, uh, and it's very, like, hippie. So it's it's kind of cool to kind of pull some of those cards. You're like, wow, I have to really think in um, different terms. And then I love um, Bacara Winnetor. I love her deck, uh, Postcards from the Liminal Space. That's a great Oracle deck. And um, Oracle of Oddities is another one I love to use. I do not know the Oracle of Oddities. That sounds like a very cool deck, and it sounds like it's very different. I love that. It is. <laughs> so let's talk about business, too. You know, because here's the first thing I want to think about when we think about business rules. I mean, well, tarot business is a weird business. But I know, like, for example, some people have these code of ethics that you have to, like, supposedly follow. And I want to talk about that, and I want to also talk about having a really diverse, unique tarot business. So first of all, what do you think about standard things like standard um, ethics or certification? Um, I feel like that's not really relevant now. Um, And I took tarot classes um, in Brooklyn, but I found that I learned the best on my own and in my own experience. And um, I feel like now you can just um, kind of embrace your own gifts and that kind of, uh, I feel like the standardization and like the certificate is kind of a patriarchal thing that we're kind of moving away from. And I don't think that's relevant to the shift that's happening today. You're speaking my language big time, big time. I think that certification also, the problem with it, with certification and ethics is you're promoting like one way of doing things and and it can't be like that. You know, there, Mm -hmm. there's, it becomes bureaucracy, and then we end up in a whole nother kettle of fish where suddenly we're all supposed to be doing things the standard way. And that is, tarot is so unique. I don't think we can do that, really. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And I also feel that's another hump that people are like, oh, I got to get certified to feel legitimate or people will believe like in my gifts. And I just feel like that's stifling your progress. And it's also blocking your intuition. And you just need to feel what's right to you and just start and find your way. Yeah, and also sometimes those certification programs are expensive, which leaves out, Mm -hmm. it really leaves out a lot of people then. And it Mm -hmm, makes it inaccessible. And I think that's a really big problem. And we need as many diverse voices in tarot and as many people having access and really being out there using it as a way to help people. And one of the things that I find with ethics, ethics are squishy is what I always say. You can't have Mm -hmm. an enforced code of ethics because not every situation is going to merit a certain boom, 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 this is the way it needs to be done. I just don't think Mm -hmm. that that makes any sense. I completely agree. And that's not, I feel that's not how the real world works. You can't put everything in a box. Um, It's not just black and white, especially with tarot and like channeling intuition. It's just, there's no limitations to it. Yeah. And putting a box around it is not going to work. Somehow it's going to break out of that box. So how do Mm -hmm. you create a diverse tarot business? What, What are some of the things that you're doing to really make your business different, make your brand stand out? make it so that your business is serving as many people as possible? Uh, I feel it just comes back to the things that I love. And also I have, um, I didn't know that this was something I was really doing. It's just kind of like an unconscious thing, but having a market strategy and building a brand um, for longevity, not just like a trend-based thing. And I think that separated um, 
my uh, business, like with the colors uh, that I'm using for my website and um, trying to make it unique to what I love. Because if you feel like you're not connecting with it, other people aren't going to connect with it. And um, that's just what I try to do. It's like, oh, this speaks truth to me. It's going to speak truth to someone else because I believe in it. But I just, um, from a design perspective, my uh, background in fashion, um, just it's very important to have that cohesion, to have um, design elements uh, right, and being a huge part of like every step of creating um, my brands, my website, anything that I'm putting out there. Um, and also collaborating with friends. Like my friend, Cindy, she helped design my website to make it completely unique and tarot inspired. So working and collaborating with other um, people has really helped elevate my business to where it is. One of the things that I do see with some tarot businesses though, is they follow like a standard where they're all after a while, it's like, they're all saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, they all come off a lot of, a lot of them that I've seen come off with this quote unquote professional thing where it's like, we're super professional. This is my training. And, you know, one of the things that I've always done with my brand is like, I'm like, look, you're getting what you're getting. I listen to hip hop. I listen to punk rock. I may say the F word. This is what I'm all about. (laughs) And I think that it's important that we don't put on some sort of assumptions of what a tarot reader is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I think when we really are ourselves and we're putting ourselves out there, warts and all, I think people then, first of all, it helps them to self-select the reader that's right for them. And mm-hmm. it also helps them then to know what they're getting and it's not going to be an uncomfortable experience. And I think when the experience is more comfortable because you are who you are, the reading is better because everybody knows what they're getting. There's no surprise. Mm-hmm. It definitely feels more authentic and it feels individual. And even the decks that you bring to um, your client readings or you use yourself, that individualizes your practice. And um, again, it's just going back to the tools that connect with you and what you know and having fun with it. Like I love music. So I have each Zodiac sign has a playlist on Spotify. So it's like connecting all the the elements that feed my life and soul and then giving them to help like feed someone else's and inspire them in their own tarot practice um, and help them find their own unique way. So what's your favorite tarot card and what would be the theme song for that card? (laughs) um so my favorite tarot card is the queen of wands um she's i always say like she's a celebrity of the deck like everyone wants to be her she's cool um but she also has that darker side um and my favorite band is the yeah yeah yes so i think like that kind of um alternative rock edge and that star power performance um and persona by karen who's the singer just really um, elevates like it's definitely like a punk rock card I feel <laughs> yeah she's a badass card I love that card yeah <laughs> so you've got a book called punk rock tarot spreads and you mentioned it briefly that you created your own book of spreads because you know some of the spreads are so standard and it's mm-hmm. good to have our own spreads so tell me about your book so um, my book I've been creating spreads for almost three years and I just decided to compile them all together so everyone can have on their own um, on their own platforms, like if they want to have it on their computer or it's, it's digital. So it's accessible and it's also environmentally friendly because it's digital. Um, so very modern. But um, yeah, my spreads, it was just a com- combination of things that clients were asking or what I was seeking in myself. And I designed all the artwork and all the questions. Um, I do have a couple of traditionals like the Celtic cross and um, like a mind, body, spirit, past, present, future. So there's some traditional, but all of them 
um, our original with astrology spreads, having the full moon spreads, and I had the seven chakras. So a lot of things I couldn't find out there when it was like that moment, oh, there's a Scorpio full moon I want to spread. Like I have you covered because <laughs> I had them all there. So I love that. So where can people buy the ebook and where can they work with you and get to know more about you? So my ebook's available on my website. Um, it's on my Instagram as well. I have links to everything. And you can connect with me through Instagram, um, Facebook, YouTube, my website. Um, everything's all there. And um, I also have a lot of great tarot resources. If you're starting to learn tarot and want to evolve your practice, I um, have a lot of blog posts about tarot and music and fashion. And where's the website? Um, it's uh, thepunkpriestess.com. Awesome. Well, Majori, I really want to thank you for spending time with me today and sharing your story and these really great points about being your own unique voice when there is so much of the same out there. So I really appreciate this. Thank you so much. (laughs) All right, people. Well, that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. And you can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free tarot and astrology lessons, the tarot coloring book. Lots of other blog posts, new new books coming out too. I've got astrological forecasts and plenty of other good things for you to scope out. I want you to enjoy that. And by the way, uh, if you are enjoying the podcast, take a moment, head over to iTunes and leave a kind review because that helps more tarot curious people find their way to tarot bites. I want to thank you again for listening. I hope you have a beautiful day. And as always, I like to close up by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending. <music>